Welcome to episode 97. We're three episodes away from Big One Hundo. And with us, we got the one, the only, Agent 52, DeMarco <laughs> Jackson's in the pub, baby. Okay, hey, man, thank you so much. We know it's a crazy, hectic time to be you right now, NFL Draft. Hopeful, fingers crossed, man. We're hoping that number one overall, right? That's, that's what everybody's goal is. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Hey, man. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. We got Jay Gray Fitz and Slate with us. Tim and Matt couldn't be here, but we'll pour some out for him. Uh, hey, let's just start it off, Jay Gray. I know you're loving this. DeMarco, you're a South Carolina boy. Uh, there's some straight ballers that come from downstate there. And how you feeling, man? Coming from South Carolina up to Boone, how is that transition for you? For me, man, the transition from Boone to from South Carolina, yeah, I say, man, just really the weather. Like that was like the biggest. <laughs> that was like the biggest like thing for me to swallow. Like the change of the weather. I mean, just always hot. Um, never really traveled a lot. Just always been in South Carolina, like humid every summer, and coming up to Boone and like getting down, like feels like ten degrees outside. That was just like kind of crazy, you know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, definitely the weather. But um, really, like just. It was all, like, kind of the same, like, same type of people I already, like, met. You know, me and my cousin, Malik, we we kind of, like, committed there together. So, like, I always knew some people there and just to, like, hang out with and stuff like that. Malik Williams? Yeah. Big stepper. Hey, I didn't know it runs in the family. All right. I like yeah. it. I'm here for it. Well, dude, so you, you grow up in South Carolina. You go to, to Broome High School. I had to ask Jay Gray for the pronunciation there. So, uh, <laughs> you know, how big of a school was that? Um, probably about 900 kids and we were about 3A on like okay. South Carolina Hill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, I'm sure you played multiple sports, right? Yeah, man. I played really just football, basketball and track. Like those was like the main three for me. Good deal. When you were growing up, did you have one like this is what I'm going to college for or pros for? Nah, man, really just, nah. it just trickled down. Like, okay. Like my coach is telling me I'm good and I'm good at football. So like, I really just put my focus in that. And it just sure. took off like freshman year, like high school. Hey, absolutely, man. Well, you excelled on the football field, obviously. Did you play any offense when you were in high school? Man, I was like, I thought I was a running back. Like, that's that was my <laughs> main position running back, believe it or not. Like, I wasn't. Hey, go ahead. I was going to say, I believe after that 40, uh, 40 time for the NFL draft combine, man. Yeah, like, I, came, I can see it. I came out of, I came to Boone weighing like 190. Um, yeah, so like, it was like a lot of, weight building for me to really touch the field yeah coaches yeah. to consider me really hey dude for real man i understand that basketball what position you play i'm like a four or five like i'm down low like i'm like yeah, rebounds yeah. defense like i'm not a really a shooter but i can get buckets underneath hey I, i'm here for it a little rodman-esque <laughs> yeah yeah just get boards working the boards man <laughs> on his day's work that's true yeah, I love it. it. Dude, you you killed it in discus, right? State champion in discus. Yeah. That's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, I really just learned everything from my brother. Like, he won it three years before me. Then I came in and won it, like, the, two, the next two years after. So, like, he just taught me. He really just taught me everything. And I just – I was a quick learner on it. Dude, that's what's up, man. It, no shot put? Yeah, but I wasn't – I feel like that was for, like, the more of the media kids. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't – For real. Uh, I wasn't, like – I was like I said, like, I was, like, 185, 190. And you got kids that's, like, 250, 270, like, <laughs> punching it for real. 
Hey, absolutely. Well, you kind of talked about your brother, your family, super athletic, right? I think you, I think I read you got three older brothers or three brothers all played college ball and uh, you had a cousin in the NFL played for Seattle, right? Yeah. Maurice, man, he was a good guy. He helped me out through this process really a lot. I mean, just staying focused, just don't get caught up in the draft and stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Well, that's awesome. Are you the youngest of the family? No, nah, I got a younger sister, but I'm the baby boy. Okay, okay. So you were able to learn, like, hey, that's what you did. That's what I'm gonna learn from it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Just I was like the, I was like the trial for my brothers, like everyone <laughs> go first, and everything. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. Your sister, she she pretty athletic too. Yeah, she's doing discus now. She's doing pretty good. She hopefully she'll win state this year. Hey, she got to. It runs the family. You got to win state. Right. That's what I've been telling her that. So hopefully she <laughs> she gets it. Hey, man, that's what's up. Well, when it came down to recruiting, how was that recruiting process, you know, you coming as a junior, senior in high school? For me, man, I committed to Furman University probably in the 10th grade. So yeah. probably I started getting a bunch of more offers rolling in. So I decided to decommit from App State come – when was it? I, I mean, not from App State. I mean, from Furman. When probably going into like going into my senior year, then App State offered me and I hurried up and committed. Like it was just like a good school, but they wanted me as a linebacker. I committed to Furman, like running back. They wanted me as a linebacker. So okay. going into it, like I heard bigger talk. So I had decommitted like from App, hoping to get some bigger schools. And pretty much after I hurt, um, hurt my knee, a lot of schools didn't even really bother with me no more. So mm. App State stuck with me, but still wanted me as a linebacker. So I just stuck with them. All right, that's what's I didn't realize you hurt your knee. What happened? ACL. Hmm. Oh, I yeah. feel your pain, man. That's no yeah. fun. Oh, dang. Were you a junior or senior? No, it was my senior year. Golly. Yeah, like fourth or fifth game midway. Oh. So did that – did you switch from running back to linebacker? I mean, were you playing both ends of the ball? Yeah, and then, I was playing both ends. Did you want to play running back or – or were you pretty set on playing defense? I mean, like when I had that conversation with App State, they just wanted me at linebackers. So I was just like, fine. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> play ball. Like I just want. That was like my only scholarship. Yeah. I felt like when I after I heard it. Yeah, they said you're gonna play D, and we're gonna put on forty pounds on you. Yeah, <laughs> it was, that's how it went. Really, I love it. Uh, well, you know what sold you on App and Boone? I mean, obviously, probably them sticking with you. But anything that sold you about Boone and its culture, besides, hey, it's cold as balls up here. <laughs> really, I ain't really see the coldness, like the coldness of it, because I came to like early game days, like oh, yeah. after I hurt my knee. Like I came to like game days in September and October where it wasn't too cold yet. So I'm thinking, oh, it's pretty nice up here all the time. <laughs> so. Pretty much, um, it was just like the game day atmosphere for me. Oh, nothing beats the rock, man. Yeah, something special about it. Definitely. I mean, it was a great turnout. I remember the game. Not a great turnout for App, but necessarily, it, I came to like the Miami game when they played them. Back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't too good of a turnout, but like the the supporters and fans that showed up, that was that was pretty cool. Hey, man, absolutely. Yeah. Well. You come to App in 2017. You redshirt that year, obviously, with the ACL injury. Yeah. And then from then, you hit the ground running, man. You don't miss a game, I don't think. Like, just running through, you start right away as a redshirt freshman. How oh. how was that process going for that redshirt year to, hey, now it's my kind of 
I'm, I get I get to go on the field here. I get a ball out. Well, not well. I didn't even, bro. I didn't really start to about my June, like my red shirt junior year, like really my senior year. Yeah. So like when I first got to App State, I had hurt my shoulder. I had a labrum surgery as well. So like it was just like a bunch of like, man, like when can I really get back on the field? Because I'm just coming off of uh, ACL. So really, that went into that season. They redshirted me the year they played Georgia. That was my real freshman year. Uh, after that, my first game was Penn State. I didn't really get no reps in the game, but I just played all special teams. I was a straight yeah. special team player. You know, like the famous kick return, he ran to my side just saying. But uh, yeah, I was awesome. <laughs> I was there for it. It was yeah. great. <laughs> so pretty, like, played special teams. Then when the coaches left, Ted Roof came, and I didn't even win the starting spot. A younger guy beat me out for it. So that was like, you know, just like, man, like what I got to do. So but going on into the season, like midway through, I became the starter near about my red shirt sophomore year. Then junior year, the COVID year, that was like my first year truly starting. And, and at any of those points, we see a lot of it, you know, the past probably two years since COVID really had the transfer portal just started really growing and popping off. Any point, like you're sitting in the red shirt or you're hurt, you didn't get to start over, you know, uh, a younger guy. Any point you kind of wavered a little bit, like, should I be here? I mean, pretty much after that, it was it wasn't like really like uh for me it was after probably I would say the year the coaches left and by I want to say like 2018 mm-hmm. I was just injured me I just felt like I was just debating a lot of things but I never really like thought the transfer portal wasn't big I wasn't thinking about leaving I was thinking about just switching positions seeing like what where can I really get on the field at I really never thought yeah. about hitting the portal I respect that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think a lot of, you know, depending on circumstances, but a lot of people take the easier way to the portal road. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I just want to get on the field. Like, I'm here. I'm committed. Put me on the field because I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get my PT. Yeah. I love that. I respect That's, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you kind of touched on it. You go from Satterfield to Drinkwich and then to Clark. And you guys don't get enough respect. You had three coaches in three years. Yeah. And you guys still produce year in and year out. How was that transition from Satterfield to drink and then drink from Clark? I mean, really, like, they were all, like, when you're looking at all of them coaches, they were all offensive coaches. So it really wasn't mm. much of an effect us, on us on the defense side of the ball. When Ted Roof came, I mean, he, he kept the same type of defense, like front and stuff like that and what we were doing. Only thing, he just threw in some new coverages, like what we were doing okay. on the back end, just like a little, a little step, stuff that was, like, you know, more – I would say like NFL pro like stuff. Uh, but after that, I mean, like our defense stayed the same. And I think that's why we were so consistent in like what what were like what they were demanding out of us because we knew it was the same stuff. You know? It wasn't like we were changing up a bunch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I understand that, you know, Ted Roof, he's, you know, I think he's over at Oklahoma now. Like he's a, he's a well-known name in college football. And, and for him to be like, Hey, we're going to keep it the same. Just maybe twist and turn here. That's, yeah. pre- that's pretty awesome. It makes life easier for you guys. So yeah, I understand that. Uh, well guys, any, any other further questions before we put DeMarco on the hot seat here? Yeah. Yeah. I have one. Um, so um, I know moving forward, a lot of emphasis gets put on who's going to be a good locker room guy. So I just kind of want to know, like, 
what did what are you going to take away from App State's locker room, and then what do you hope to add to a locker room in the future? I mean, I think every locker room, like everybody, just every locker room needs just some mature people to be in there. You know what I mean? Like people that know how to handle a tough loss or handle a win, and just look forward to the next week and come in with the same type of preparation. I really just bring consistency, bring just like a good attitude, bring hard work and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll do my go-to. Uh, every every app player we have on, I ask your NFL ceiling and your NFL floor. So your ceiling would be a player that you maybe emulate or you you aspire to be kind of who you looked up to getting into the sport. So for you, it could be, could be running back, but uh, we want to throw some linebackers in there too. Yeah. But then your floor would be kind of realistically, uh, where do you think, where do you see yourself coming into like this draft? Okay, for me, I have to say, I never like my game. I feel like my game is is its own. Like I'm my own type of linebacker coming from that. But like looking at it, I have to say like a person I looked up to was growing up like intensity and stuff. Like really, just like the legacy he left. I have to say like that. Um, Ravens defense, um, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, like the, yes. all that stuff back then, like that was a pretty tough duo, them two guys. And Is that how you got 52? Wearing, you're Ray wearing number Lewis. 52, so I don't know. If- yeah, like so like 52 for me, it was more just like a middle linebacker, like that type of attitude, like that type of, you know, like, yeah, I feel like 52 is like an earned number. It ain't just given. You know, it's a high character number for me. That's how I honor Like, I look at it. But um, you said floor. Um, mm-hmm. So, I have to say, like, I look at guys. You ask, like, what round do I expect to go or, like, player-wise? I think just kind of player, player-wise. player Like, um, you know, because you're definitely – you're more of, like, that middle linebacker um, yeah. presence – on a good defensive unit. I mean, I, that's what I kind of saw it at. Yeah. So I would say, um, I would say I, I I like to watch guys like Fred Warner, Darius Leonard, and Devin White, and like a Bobby Wagner. Just like you I, stole my list, dude. Those, <laughs> those were literally those were the three I was gonna give you. Man. Yeah. yeah I mean, funny. I just looking at them guys. I just studied. I like to watch them. See what and see. I just like the. I just like what they're about. How they play the game. Yeah, I didn't have Devin White on there, but um, yeah, the other ones I threw in maybe like Shaq Thompson or a Blake Martinez. Yeah, that's it. Kind of like one of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. I actually think you're right there um, with them. You know, I thought it was really cool just pulling up your numbers. You and uh, Nick Hampton is he a is he a junior or senior? I want to say he's a senior. It's like weird. I really don't know what all this COVID stuff. <laughs> I know, like you got five yeah. years seniors. Like last night in the Tar Heel game, I'm like Leaky Black has been playing for the Tar Heels for like a decade. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like true. um, but no, you and you and Nick, you guys are both in the top ten in tackles for loss, which is kind of outstanding. And that's really the stat that um, where you kind of stand out is the tackle for loss and and even just the run defense. So, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious where where you'd be on people's draft boards with that. Yeah. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of good talk. It's just right now just um, 
interviews and like this is like a big part of it right now just the interview process how you seeing how, how well you can pick up other people defense and stuff like that and either it's a tick or a minus slate yeah i actually I actually have a, a few so the one thing i was i've always wondered uh, about the combine is like is there like what what kind of expectations did you go in there not necessarily for yourself but just for the experience as a whole and like is there anything that it's like right on cue of how you expected or anything that happened that was like, man, this, this is actually kind of, this is kind of, kind of weird. I did not expect this at all. I mean, really is, it's like the, for me, I just went into it, just keeping my head at, just keeping my head in the middle. I didn't want to get too high on myself. I didn't want to get too low on myself. So just keeping that middle, just um, mentality, really like this emotional ride, but it was just like a lot of, medical like just a lot of medical stuff you just had to for me I had a couple of surgeries so a bunch of like teams wanted to know like how how did it heal up this and this like that's another like big thing because teams are investing in you so they want to know like how's your body holding up with the surgery so like that's another big I feel like the next big part of it is the medical and then like the interviews are you know pretty they're pretty intense it's like uh you go into a room and you just get to ask a bunch of questions. You're getting thrown a bunch of defenses in your face. You're getting um, you're just getting questioned. But I mean, it, it's not like over. It can, I wouldn't say it's overwhelming. It's just if you if you didn't know what to expect, you'd be like, whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sitting here overwhelmed just just thinking about if they had to look at my medical charts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. I guess it makes sense because I'm like, all right, do I want the five dollars cereal or the two fifty dollars yeah. cereal? What's the difference? Much less like, do I want to give this guy two million or do I trust his medical history? Like, I get that. Yeah, true. That's pretty well. Um, so, second question was, I guess you would have been there for. Were you there for Coach Mike? Yeah, at I any might. point. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any crazy Coach Mike stories? Really, just after the Migos concert. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I like the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we we went in. It was just like it was f. It was like f you up Fridays, and I guess he just he got me. I went to the Migos concert when I should have just been at the been at the dorm, and we ran stadiums, and I think like UVA Blue came out of me, or like. <laughs> I mean, it was just—it was just a rough. I was just—it was like a rough workout. Leg, dead, just squat, and then going and running stadiums like tough workout. God, yeah, you know what he was doing. I remember, I remember those. It was like twenty squat Fridays, and then you got to go run stadiums. God. Yeah, it wasn't—it wasn't the funnest thing, but it made it. It definitely like made you like mentally check in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then last, I think. The I think the most interesting question here, uh, bull riding. You got you got to tell me about that because I saw it uh, on your bio and I, yeah, I just did you compete in it? No man, never competed. Like my parents, okay. were, like that was like crazy. Like for us, like <laughs> me and my brothers, like like I said, I was the dare one. Like I got dared to do a bunch of stuff, and that was one of my that was one of my things. Like, but it was it was pretty simple. Like we our our stuff is pretty calm like at the farm like it ain't like no crazy bulls and all that and a lot a lot of the times people don't know is the only reason bulls go crazy is because of them ropes on the back like the tight ropes on the back 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like those yeah, are like yeah. a sensitive spot. So it's really just kicking to try to get there. Um, just to try to get loose out of that. But like it wasn't nothing like crazy rodeo for me. Okay, all right. That, that cleared. I was. I saw that. And I was like, damn, that, this guy can do it all. Like, no. <laughs> that was a left field. Yeah. You drafted by Tampa Bay. Go horseback riding with Devin White, right? Yeah. No. That would be cool. That would be awesome. I love it. Well, tomorrow we'll put you on the hot seat of questions if you're ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. New graphic. Yeah, you know, we decided to spice it up. You know, it's not, it's not every day you get DeMarco Jackson on here, so you had to spice up the graphic life for him. Uh, well, all right, putting you on the hot seat. So first answer that comes to mind, you just let it rip, all right? All right. All right, we got to start with Migos. Favorite Migos song? Hannah Montana. All right, all right. Do you have PTSD after, after F you up Fridays? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's Friday night, Saturday night in Boone. What's the move? Me? Mm-hmm. Kick back at my spot. Get back in spot. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, if they're making the DeMarco Jackson movie, who's playing you and you can't play yourself? Who's playing me? Will Smith. Oh, man. <laughs> Smacking the taste out my mouth. All right. I, I hear you. <laughs> uh, go-to drink of choice. It could be anything. Me, go-to drink? I'm like a diet cranberry guy. Diet cranberry. All right. Okay. Yeah, Not expect that. All right. Diet cranberry. Most off the wall answer. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, you're Mount Rushmore of musical artists. Lil Dirk, Kodak, Lil Wayne, Raw Wave. All right. I like it. That's a solid list. I'll give it to you. You could go for a little more old heads because we're all old heads here, but you know, it uh, is what it is. I'm a G guy <laughs> too. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. You're. Uh, your weirdest or most creative, most unique combine question you get asked? Weirdest, most unique. Or creative, any way you want to take it. I mean, like, it wasn't no crazy questions, man, for me. Like, believe it or not, it really wasn't nothing like, oh, my God, like, caught me out the guard. But, yeah. I mean, like, I, I didn't get asked no crazy questions. It was just, like, really just off the records. Like, I ain't really had no crazy stuff going on with me. Okay. All right. Hey, fair enough. All right. I saw the story of Kenny Pickens. They were asking, you know, if the bus is out of control, where do you want to sit if it's going to go downhill? Oh, you mean like that? I thought you meant like background question. Um, no, no, yeah, yeah. Any type of question. Really? I mean, like I got asked if I was to have like a party or something like that, who would be like the first person, like who would be like the three famous people, like some famous people that I don't like if I was to have a party right. and like – I didn't know if it was like, okay, like, let me say, like, you know, Lil Wayne, Lil Dirt, but, you know, you got to say some, like, smart, educated people, like, what kind of party are you talking, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, I'll just answer, like, man, like, really just like a, you know, Will Smith, um, Denzel, like, actors, like, I just named, like, actors off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. They, hey, they try to set you up for that when you were ready for yeah. it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I didn't know uh, if you'd be, like, just total, like, teacher's pet mode like, yeah, like oh i'd go frederick Douglass, and like <laughs> no. just, like all these historical yeah i didn't want to be like mgk like you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right first game you went first overall you're running through the tunnel you're starting on defense number 52 in your program no one your heart demarco jackson gets a pick let's say off of 
Matty Stafford and the Rams, you run it right back, pick six in the end zone. What's your go-to end zone dance? Go-to end zone? Had to be the gritty. Oh, all right. Okay. Can you do it better than Jamar? Jamar? Yeah. No, nah, I really ain't a dancer, bro. It would be like, be like <laughs> Kirk Cousins, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You got more swag than Kirk. Come on. Yeah, it would be like that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, favorite app game? Favorite app? It had to be this year, Coastal. <sighs> What an environment. What a game. Love it. Yeah, that. that game was pretty crazy. Sold out. It was pretty wild. It was rocking. I love it. Uh, favorite stadium to play outside of the rock? Man, I, I like South Carolina Stadium. They were pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Bryce Stadium, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Jiggers about to throw up over there. <laughs> I was at that game, actually. That really? game was one of the best games of my entire life because I grew up a Clemson fan and y'all won. And I could just rub it in everyone else's faces. It was great. I still wear my app jersey to tailgates at USC. Yeah, and I'm like, never forget. Never forget. Oh, it's not you from South Carolina too? Yeah, I'm in Columbia. Oh, where? Right now. I mean, yeah, yeah that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, any other hot seat questions for Mr. Jackson here? Yeah, I think not- he's. I think he's had, had enough. I, I think we threw the book at him. Yeah, I was trying to think for Tim. What what's Tim's oh, go to question? I was trying to think for him, but I I couldn't. Remember. Oh, all right, go to Tim question. Uh, you've played your 15 year in the NFL. Uh-oh. Money's no issue for you. What are you gonna go do? I'm gonna go buy. I'm gonna go buy a house on. Buy a house near the lake and have a cattle farm. I just want to kick back, be in the be off in the like, be off in the cut. I like that. All right. Cool. Cool. I respect that answer. He'd respect it too. Good. Good deal. Well, hey, DeMarco, we appreciate the hell out of you for for sitting on the hot seat. Hopefully it wasn't too hot for you. You did pretty good. You answered quick. So good job. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Well, hey, you want to stick around and talk a little college hoops or you want to bounce? I know you're busy. Man, I, I'm I'm home for like just a day. I just need I might go see family for a little bit, but I appreciate y'all for having me on, man, for real. Hey, anytime, brother. Anything you want to plug real quick, anything you want people to follow you at. This is your time. Go go use it. I mean, IG, TikTok, DeMarco Jackson, went. go follow me. You, you hit, dance hit on that, TikTok? Hit that, hit that gritty, gritty on TikTok. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm new to it, bro. I got to put some new content out there, though. So, <laughs> hey, good deal. I love it. Hey, man, we're just rooting for you. We're, we're uh, fingers crossed for you. We can't wait to see where you get picked. And as soon as you get drafted, man, we're going to throw that jersey on the back wall for you, man. We're excited for you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks so Take much, care. man. Thank Take you. Care. Good luck. Hey, great interview. Great dude. Appreciate the hell for hopping on. And, uh, well, Jay Gray, I know you're happy after last night. Fitz, not so much. Still repping. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep four minutes into the game. Oh, my gosh. I had a big day. Can we talk about the 920 start time? Yes. All right. I'm, yeah, yeah. What the hell is going on? Yo, when you get up at 5 a.m. every day, like me, because we're a 715 start. Like Whoever, whoever's in charge of the scheduling for this entire tournament, it's very head scratching. The Sweet 16, I don't know if y'all remember, there's like you have four games and they they didn't stagger them. Mm-hmm. Like you had the first two like 30 minutes after each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like, you know, St. Peter's and Purdue, there's like four minutes left. And then you flip over and it's like Arkansas, Gonzaga, and they got eight minutes. And it's like, which one do I watch? I got I got two games that are that are coming down the wire. What do I watch? And then they had two more games that didn't start till like nine twenty. 
It's like a 920 tip off. It was a 910 and a 940 tip off. I'm like, yeah. you got four games. Can you not just like spread these out like during the day? It makes no sense. And like, I get it. You're waiting for West Coast to wake up. You're waiting for Vegas and the and the books to have their money put in. But like, come on, you're Stupid. killing us on the East Side. Stupid. They rocked them. They chalked them. And they jayhawked them. No, Jay they didn't. Coming back from 15 points. 15 points at halftime to battle back and cut down the Nets. First championship since 2008 for Kansas. One hell of a comeback story. Uh, I was ready to write, write them off at halftime. I was like, well, all right, there it goes. UNC's well, running away with this. I was, you know, the more they talked about the lead of the Tar Heels, I was just thinking about the Baylor game, you know, mm. that they they led Baylor by 25 and that thing with the overtime. And again, what Baylor did, they put pressure on them. It's kind of like a full court press. North Carolina tried to slow it down and they got away from their game. And it was similar that, that happened last night. It looked like the Tar Heels, they came out the tunnel. You know, you're worried about Baker, you know, like, okay, is how long is he going to be able to go on the ankle? You're worried about Manic, who's just taking elbows to the face. You know, like, like they're just getting bruised. And I can't remember when Caleb Love went down. You know, he he tweaked an ankle, too. So it was like, just hold on. And they slowed the ball down. And that's what gave Kansas life is they just kind of got away. So, yeah, just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking for the for the Tar Heel fans. Anybody who's not Jay Gray, I feel like it was just heartbreaking. I feel like we need to go through Parker knows, but I feel like, and I send it to all y'all, the reason why I'm a Kansas fan. So go to the Final Four, literally 2003. We're talking Carmelo Anthony. We're talking Dwayne Wade. We're talking why did my parents let me go to New Orleans in middle school? I don't know. <laughs> they did. It was great. Um, so we get our seats, me being from soccer, I have no dog in the fight. I'm like, whatever. I think the other team was Sparty. So I think my mom has a brother-in-law that went to Michigan state. So they're cheering for Sparty, but we go in, we're sitting with all these Kansas people and they're just the nicest people ever. They're all offering us popcorn. They're offering us sodas. Like they're all so nice. So I was like, these guys are great. So I started playing travel ball next the next year for the Aiken players. And my coach was Coach Kenny. And y'all, middle school me had a crush on Coach Kenny. Where did Coach <laughs> Kenny play? Walk on? Kansas. Man, I was ready for a story. Like I saw Kirk Heinrich walk out on the floor <laughs> with those with those long leggings or something. Nope. <laughs> like, that's Coach my Kenny. guy. No. <laughs> he married our band teacher. Hey, all right. There you go, Coach Kenny. There we go. Yep. But well, I, this fan, and then it just got amplified when I came to North Carolina, and they everybody was Duke, UNC, and I was like Kansas. <laughs> make everybody else mad. Hey, it definitely worked last night. And, yes. Uh, Fitz, yeah. I'm pretty happy too. Like I grew up a Duke fan, but just seeing all the like fake people from UNC who didn't really go to UNC. Eric Church, I'm looking at you, rooting for him. I mean, kind of deserved the downfall. That was wild. He canceled his concert. That was yeah. That was absurd. It was pretty insane. Apparently, he's throwing a free concert for him though. Yeah. I mean, he, hey, did he everything. Yeah. If I had his money, I would do the exact same thing. I don't blame him for that, but I would do it for my own school. That's all I'm saying. But the game that got UNC there was might be the most exciting exciting game of past two, three, four, ten years maybe. 
Duke, UNC, they finally meet in the final four. And it, it was a barn burner. UNC, Duke, UNC didn't get the full advantage. So about, what, a minute to go in that game. Foul trouble for the big man for Duke. And the big man for UNC, Badcock. I mean, he went off this tournament. Six games, six double-doubles. The dude was a menace on the boards and in the paint. Um, my player of the tournament. It has to be. I don't see a guy who shined just as bright as he did. Um, but one hell of a game here. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, man. With with Armando Bacot. Bacot. I don't know how to say his name. I, I call him Bacot for the longest time. But um, I think it's Bacot. But uh, yeah, I if he doesn't tweak his ankle against Duke, Tar Heels win. Tar Heels beat Kansas. I mean, you go on record and saying that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone felt that. I mean, he just he was doing everything he could, but he was clearly, you know, just disrupted by that ankle. And again, I think that's what made North Carolina hesitant in the second half. Like, you know, we got to hang on to this lead. There was just a lot of hesitancy on their end, but, but yeah, I mean that that Duke Carolina game, instant classic, and I. I have to say, like, I didn't see them beating Duke both times they did this year. Like, if you would have told me, oh, heels, heels, you know, they could do it. They could have a chance. I'd be like, yeah, we'll see. Like, you know, when they roll that ball out, we'll see. Because I think everyone in the country just said, this is Coach K's to lose. I mean, that mm-hmm. this Duke, Duke has, you know, it's this is their, this is their chance. And maybe that's also why Duke lost both times is it was like Duke had everything to lose. And mm-hmm. North Carolina is just like, first time they play, it's like, oh, well, North Carolina, will they be in the tourney or not? You know, on Coach K's last, last game at Cameron. And then this one, it's like, well, the eight seed, you know, it's been a good run for North Carolina, but, you know, you know, now they got to play Duke and just, they were, they were kind of under the radar both times. And in a rivalry like that, uh, kind of gives the edge to the underdog. That's just my take on it, though. No, I agree. And I said it last week. I said, I'm hammering Duke minus four and a half. They're covering because they got a chip on the shoulder. They're going to let this thing happen again. Uh, yeah, they are. Because I think you're right. I think that pressure kind of just folded on them. They're young. Also came down to free throws. Yeah, they're free. free. Make, make your points, man. They're free. Free throws down the stretch. Killing me. Duke, you hit them. Probably take it overtime. Jay, great thoughts on the game? Did you stay up and watch it? I did. Um, I actually, yeah. Um, Brian and I found some friends um, who had UNC ties, so we went out with them. Um, I will say the the what sticks with me is the first basket of the game. Leaky Black drills a three-pointer. Wait, where did that come from? Yeah, but I saw Leaky Black. Um, I was teaching at Central Paris, and he was a student at Cox Mill at, with Wendell Moore. Like, they were teammates. Um, so they would just, like, tear up our poor little Central Cabarrus team. Um, but, man, it was it, it's really cool to hear names like that on the big stage, you know, in those schools to get that recognition. Um, I will say the good luck charm was little Amy um, got her cameo shot with Roy Williams eating breakfast on – Wednesday morning, I think it was. Um, yeah. Showed up at the breakfast place they went to, and my mom's, like, trying to take a selfie with him through the screen porch. I think he yeah, knew was about, what was happening. But was Amy like, through a window. Party. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah, you can see Roy looking up like this crazy lady. He's trying to take a picture of him. He was trying to enjoy his nice beachfront in South Carolina. He's like, and here, it's a quiet community. It's March, and here comes little Amy. 
trying to get a picture with them. I love but it. I it was adorable. I loved every time they panned Roy in the yeah. crowd. That was like the best. And then I love in the championship when they panned the Paul Pierce for Kansas. No, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, oh, Paul Pierce. Oh, man. It's like two extremes. I always forget that Paul Pierce went to Kansas. And I'm always super happy when I remember Paul Pierce went to Kansas. <laughs> hey, last time Kansas won the national championship, 2008, guess who won the NBA finals? Paul Ooh, Pierce and the Celtics. the Celtics. Just saying, right. maybe good money to put on them this year. I like Jason it. Jason Tatum's been Throw looking Throw it on here now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of NBA, bad guy, he's, he's got to go up the draft boards, right, after this tournament? Well, that's the big like, question, is he could he could return. If I'm him, I'm getting paid now. But that's just me. I'm selfish. I don't know. Just depends. Yeah. I mean, he kind of gets paid. He's a student athlete. And they can get that is true. NIL deals, yeah. Yeah, sign him up. He could he could make bank just his final year after this. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, I think he was the player of the tournament. You know, even regardless, they didn't win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're going to see that guy all over the place. I think so. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Put him in some Chase and Bank One commercials, Capital One. (laughs) Hey, I'm here for it. All right. Speaking of basketball, let's take with NBA. I got one NBA take for you. The Lakers. They stink. They're done. They lose tonight. They're out of playoff contention. They're in 11th place. We're top 10 are in the playoffs. Eight or seven through ten gets that playing game. Lakers sitting there, and they were the favorite coming the season to get in the championship. And now they're like, nope, probably not going to happen. Especially the loose night. It's definitely the door closes for sure on them. Uh, what the hell has happened to the Lake Show? This is a team that has Westbrook, LeBron, AD. They're supposed to be off the charts. I mean, it's just I, I think we said this last year when the trade was happening. It's like a banger bust sort of thing, um, and. It stunk. It was just weird because, like, when they initially got Russ and LeBron, everyone's like, oh, like, this team's just going to steamroll everyone. But at the same time, I, I think in the back of our minds, we're like, is it going to work? Like, is like, will they actually play together? And it didn't take long to realize, like, yeah, they're actually not. <laughs> like, they're pretty trash. And I don't know. And also injuries. Like, I don't know, you know, Anthony Davis was coming off injury. So, like, how good is he? And they're just a little bit older. So, I don't I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them have more success next season. I don't think they'll – I don't think they'll necessarily make a finals run. But I think that they – they'll. I think they can make the playoffs, like, pretty easily. Like a four or five seed. Jay Gray, any thoughts? I'm just baffled that the Pelicans are above them. Yeah, it's kind of like what? Yeah, Zionless Pelicans up above the Lakers. Yeah, dude, dude sitting out, dunking windmills in practice, whatever, but not playing in games, and and they're ahead of it. I can't name a single player that's on the Pelicans besides Zion. Where is um guy from Portland, CJ McCollum? Isn't he on the Pelicans? Oh, he might be. Maybe him and Ball. I think he. I think he moved over. No, Ball's uh, on the the Bulls now. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, maybe McCollum. Maybe. I think McCollum is. Yeah. Well, I asked a, a Lakers like fan page on Instagram, and they said Frank Vogel is the problem coaching. But Frank Vogel, he's been proven to be a pretty decent coach. They won a championship with him in the bubble. Yes, it was the bubble, but they still won a championship. Indiana Pacers, he had a great run with them, five, six years with them. Uh, Frank Vogel's tested. He's a good coach. I just, maybe he's just not messing with the, 
the star power in Lake Show. I don't know. Interesting takes. Okay. Just want to hear our takes on it. That's it for NBA talk. That's all I had. Now I got to look at the East. <laughs> the East. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I care about Lake Show. The East is pretty, pretty set in stone. You got Sixers and Celtics right up there. Uh, people are, people are sleeping on Miami Heat. The Heat. The Heat yeah. are, they're the one seed right now, but like even odds. I was looking at my bookie. Like, Heat, yeah, good odds. I put five bucks on them to win the championship, win 50. Yeah. Just like, why not? Like, they're yeah. top seed. They were I in it Celtics were a couple the years ago. Seed. Celtics are no. two right now. Two, yeah. Uh, I think it's half a game back. The East, like, one through four is like yeah, a game and a half. Yeah, they're really close oh, okay. to each other. Okay. It's pretty close. Yeah, but I think the Heat gets such a bad rap because they had the whole outbreak with Butler and Spoltra and I forgot who stepped in there. Juwan Howard looked like stepped in there and, and started battling each other. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Cal Lowry just beat his old Raptors in Toronto this week, though. That was that, a big, that's a big one. Yeah, they're trending thing. up. Well, let's talk about something that we all know pretty well about. NFL and Jay Gray, this makes you happy. Bill Belichick up to his old ways here. They get a star-wide receiver, and it comes from Miami. An interdivision trade. We don't see this happen a whole lot, like ever. Uh, Parker finds his way from the Dolphins to New England. I know you're happy about that, but it's kind of head-scratching that you're going to trade within your division, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I don't quite remember like what they gave up. Do you know what did they give up for him? I think he comes down to like a f- – he's slightly above a fifth-round Okay, so pick. draft pick? Yeah. Okay. Third um, round. Or third rounder, yeah. Okay. Um, not angry about it because the Patriots are usually ones to play around with the draft and potentially get some more spots or really place themselves really where they want to be. Um, so it could come down to that for on the Patriots side, we need someone we've, we've been needing someone who's, who's a big guy, who's, who's a veteran, who's been there because that offense, especially the receiving core is so young now that Julian Edelman's gone. Um, we have, also just bad. Well, <laughs> the receiving I mean, core is pretty bad. Yeah, and it puts a lot more pressure on our tight ends, which are really good. Um, so I I like it. I really like it. Um, I think he can both lead on the field and in the locker room. Um, he seems like a really good locker room guy. Um, my only concern is hopefully sometimes in trades. Um. I mean, it'd be interesting to to see or to be able to be in those talks behind the scenes to see how he feels about going to the Patriots because going to the Patriots does have this stigma. And a lot of times that it doesn't work out with veterans. Like they also have to be bought in to the Bill Belichick way. Like as we see it, in some ways it wasn't the Tom Brady way and maybe that's why he didn't come back. You know, they got to be able to mesh in with that um, culture that's already been established there. Um, so we'll see. I Initially, I really like it. We need the help. We need this, the star power. We need the leadership. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like He's coming from Miami, which that organization's kind of been a hot mess for his whole ten- tenure in Miami. And, and now you're coming to a very structured, organized Belichick way of doing things. It, it might be different, but – I mean, you go from Tua to Mac Jones, same draft class, two guys that maybe different paths in the NFL. Maybe they're in the same path. We don't know. Maybe it's too soon to tell. But Devontae Parker, he does bring that veteran presence to the locker room, which is pretty big. 
And um, he played for Flores in Miami. Flores yeah. is a Belichick product. So maybe maybe Flores said some good things and coaxed them over. I don't know. And, and I think we all realized Devontae Parker was out of Miami once they signed Tyreek Hill. But to them to trade him to New England for a Devontae Parker and a fifth-round pick just for a third-round pick back, maybe New England wins this trade. Maybe it's too soon to tell, but who knows. Devin, Evan, any thoughts on it? No one wins ever. <laughs> think about that. Well, I'm glad you picked up Tim's troll uh, trolling for tonight. <laughs> he told us to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think Patriots. I think they need more help at receiver because, I mean, Nikhil Harry. I think it's fair to say he that is not working out. He mm-hmm. he has been terrible. Jacoby Myers has been surprising, but he can't be your lead receiver. Um, you know, he's he's a guy like you know put Jacoby Myers in Miami. And and if he's third with Waddle and Hill, he would be awesome in that position. But he's not. He's he's the second guy in New England. So I think both teams kind of need a third guy. Like now Miami, you sent Devontae Parker. So do they use that third round pick to get like a, a slot receiver guy? Or I guess Tyreek Hill kind of runs all over. But like a third receiver. And then, um, yeah, if you're New England, you probably got to draft. Uh, a high receiver just because they still need a lot of help. But yeah, I think for both teams, it seems like they're, they're making moves to help their offense a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's, there are some great targets in the draft for, to, for you to get in the first, second, third round picks here. Cause it's not a quarterback rich draft, but there was a lot of skill positions to get here. And maybe that's what they have their eyes on. Kind of find a one, two, three package. The thing we've all been waiting for, we've been dying to talk about NHL. Oh, oh yeah. I was ready for some Jim Nance Magnolia Lane. If you guys coming. copyright anything with that and get me off the list, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We're doing our best not to get copyrighted. We're doing Do our it. best. It doesn't always work. Do it. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, look at these standings real quick. Top five. We got Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, Maple Leafs, Rangers, and Bruins all in the East leading the five. Bruins and Leafs have really made a push late in the season to say, hey, we're here for real. They've had injuries early on, but now Boston heating up. Jay Gray, I know you're loving that. And uh, Matthews have really came on for the Maple Leafs after coming back from injury, and he's been killing it. He's tied the franchise record for scoring. Now on the west side, we have Avalanche, Wild, Flames, Blues, and Kings. Really, the west is wide open. Looking at the season, we didn't think I didn't think Wild, Flames, Blues, or Kings would be in this situation here, but here they are. Uh, hockey has been blowing up. There's only a few more weeks left in the season, like like the NBA. Anything surprise us? Anything stick out to us? Anything, everything at all, NHL? I was trying to remember who said it a few weeks ago. It might have been Tim. They talked about the Mark andre Fleury trade over from the Knights over to the Wild. Mm-hmm. And since that trade, I've been keeping an eye on the Wild. They're, they're, they're doing some damage. So that's kind of a team to keep an eye on. Uh, would love to see Minnesota Wild and in a good playoff position. Yeah, I mean, I love it, but you also scare me because you say, "Hey, don't bet on Minnesota." Yeah, I know. They always find a way to I play. know they do. <laughs> they do. I'm, I'm starting to get just generally confused because all these NHL standings don't have the Kraken on it, and I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to keep scrolling to the very bottom, and then you'll. <laughs> 
Are they are they really at the bottom? <laughs> They're pretty. It's been it's been a rough first inaugural season for them. Gosh. Yeah. Well, nope. Nobody can be the Golden Knights, but that's all right. You're a true fan. You're gonna nowhere to no, nowhere to go but up. I guess <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, now the thing we've all been dying to talk about: baseball. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had a baseball graphic. I don't have anything ready. I'm sorry. The Masters. It's here. Tiger is back in action. That back looked amazing. Jay Gray was there this weekend. She got a little up first point, first person point of view. If I talk, uh, huge odds. John Ram Rom is the favorite here. Justin Thomas, Ram. Justin Johnson, <laughs> Cameron Smith, Scotty Schaefer. They all round up the top five here in favorites. Obviously, Tiger being back, but he's coming off that horrific injury. Plus five thousand. Uh, but he's still got a chance here. Bubba Watson plus 6,500. The returning champ might not play. Uh, Medecki plus 4,000. He's going to have one hell of a mill there, though. That mill looks delicious. Uh, but what's our thoughts on the Masters here? Watson Hideki not playing? His back. His damn backs. So, I mean, he's going to play, but he might be a withdrawal. Hmm. He did go out and play a few holes yesterday in the afternoon. I didn't see him. But he went out later in the afternoon and played a few holes. Gotcha. I'm, I'm excited. I actually put, placed an order today on a website that says if Tiger wins the Masters, then you get your order for free. So worst case scenario, I get it. I return it and get a refund. <laughs> What's his item slate? Is it is it is it something good? A head cover. Just just a little putter head. Oh, nice. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw Tiger. Um, he had Sunday crowds following him yesterday on a Monday practice round. Sunday crowds. Um, I saw him uh, walking down for fairway, which was a good spot because uh, people don't realize how hilly Augusta National is. Um, it is. It it's all slopes. It's all up and down. Um, so I saw him. He walked. It looked a little gingerly downhill, but we think that that was probably out of precaution more so than anything. Um, but he looked fine. He could obviously, you guys saw maybe saw Fred Couple say, like, yeah, he's swinging out the shoes again, like bending down all right, looks like to me. He was walking a little bit slower, but I mean, that might be why, or I mean, he may have chose to play with Fred Couples yesterday, so he could. Um, because Fred Couples is an, an older gentleman. Um, Justin Thomas was playing with him. So if anything's coming out of this, I would watch out for Justin Thomas. He played a, Ooh, okay. a practice round last week with Tiger and Charlie. Casual. Okay. Um, he played a practice round last week with Charlie and Tiger. Uh, he's been playing all of his practice rounds this week with Tiger. So if anything, Tiger might be helping him out a little bit. Um, he might be hearing some tips from, uh, that from Tiger, just talking to his caddy, you know, they've played the father son together the last few years. Um, they've gotten to be really, really, really close friends. So I keep an eye out on JT. Um, he, he might have some additional insight from a five-time champion that could be on his side. I'm here for it. 16 to one odds. Others that I saw yesterday, um, didn't see many Englishmen. Sorry, Matt. Um, saw Fitzpatrick warming up. 
Um, and that was about it for the English crew. Um, well, no, we saw Paul Casey in Amen Corner. Um, he didn't look too happy when we saw him in Amen Corner. I don't know why. It was a practice round, but maybe he was having a bad day. Um, so, Sorry, we're not betting on any Englishmen <laughs> till the World Cup's over. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. back to the revolution here. True. Um, so Scotty, Scotty looks very focused. Um, I just hope the pressure of being number one in the world's not too much for him. Um, yeah. oh, it was a beautiful day. Ate three egg salad sandwiches and a pimento cheese sandwich. It was what it's about. Okay. Only got a little sunburn. We're fine. It's a great day. You great day in Augusta. All right. I've got a hundred dollars to, to bet on. Who do you got? Like straight up, no line, no no J Gray BS. Who am I betting on? <laughs> well, you have to choose yours too. We have to choose choose our Masters champion and our Masters dark horse. So why would I give you mine? All right, Ooh. Masters champion Brooks Kepka, dark horse, obviously Scotty Scheffler. He's number one in the world. You can't choose him. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can because you can because he. <laughs> Is elite, but he is also very underrated. Considering that he is number one, he's still the most underrated number one player I've ever seen in my life. That's a fact, Jack. But he's on like the top odds. Sixteen to one is not top. Okay, it is top, but it's not. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Brooks, for sure. Didn't see Brooks yesterday. Um, saw Daniel Berger. He was wearing a tan shirt that made it look like he actually wasn't wearing a shirt at all. It was a questionable <laughs> outfit choice. All right. He's ruled out. <laughs> Knock him off the list. That dude's just goofy in general. Yeah. That's a goofball. He was re- he was playing with Speeth yesterday. So <laughs> another goof. But like goofy in a different way. Like bad, yeah. Yeah. Awkward, goofy. Do you guys have any other picks, or do you want me to go? Jagger, I, <laughs> I don't want to take yours. Go for it. Maybe I have backups. Kisner. I mean, he's 101 odds. He's your Aiken boy. Oh boy. That's your dark horse? God, yeah. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, and uh, he's coming off a pretty decent start so far. I I'm here for it, Jager. I don't want to steal your boy. He's a hometown kid for you. But I think Kevin Kistner is maybe a lock for a dark horse here. I'm not upset about it. You also didn't steal my dark horse. Do you have a, an overall big champion? Overall big champion. I'm, I'm going to take Dustin. I think DJ's due for a good win here. Mm-hmm. He was playing well yesterday. Guys, two South Carolina guys? I know. Who are you? I know. They didn't realize Dustin was from South Carolina, so. He's from Columbia, right outside Columbia. Irma. He's a Chanticleer, though. He's not a Gamecock. Oh, fuck. I can't do it. All right, Justin Thomas. Here we go. JT. He's a champ. JT. Wait, so we got two on JT now? Yep. Yep. Wait, can't go for Chanticleer. My JT wasn't my number one. I was just saying keep an eye on him. Okay, who's your number one? I'm not telling you. You have to go first. <laughs> I'm torn. I Before, before Oz came out, I liked Rom like anybody. I I would have taken John Rom, but now that he's the favorite, I'm like, there's, I just I don't know. I think that's the kiss of death. I don't want to take him. Like I want to, but I don't want to. Um, I'm gonna claim who I think is gonna win, but this might be a dark horse. I'm gonna take Patrick Cantlay. 
I just think he he's looked solid in the Masters over the years. I think it's going to be someone that no one's really talking about or not really on people's radar. I just like it. I I think he I think he's a solid choice. Not like DeShambo last year. That was just an awful choice. This this is way more safe. DeShambo is coming off an injury too. This is the first tournament he's played in a while. Yeah, but he he hey apparently he can play all sports golf with dude perfect. So, <laughs> I like he's it. He's a brother. He is a bro. I like it. I was thinking about Cantlay. Um, Cantlay's grown on me a lot because he showed personality at the Ryder Cup. Before then, I just thought he was boring. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's grown on me a lot. I do like I like that pick, um, Evan. I think that's a smart pick. Um, my dark horse, mostly because I saw him play yesterday and he got like zero recognition, but he's very, very, very good. Mark Leishman from Australia. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing with Cameron Smith. So everybody was like, oh, Cam. Even I was like, oh, Cameron. Um, but Mark Leishman looked focused. He was talking with his caddy. I mean, again, it's a practice round. So they're hitting multiple balls. They're they're uh hitting shots from all over the place. But he looked focused. He was talking working really well with his caddy. Um, they were, I saw his caddy walking the course before he even came out, taking notes. On things, yeah. I like Leishman. Um, I think he could be a name that you, that you're hearing Saturday, Sunday, making a move. But my champion, and I'm so surprised he wasn't on your odds list because he's also been on a roll. Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was right there. The cutoff when I made the list. Colin Morikawa is my boy. I saw him a few times yesterday. He looked comfortable. He looked loose. Um, he was talking with the drive chip and putt kids like throughout the entire course. Um, you could tell he looked comfortable um, and rested. And that was really, really cool to see. Um, so I'm going to take Morkawa, um as my not dark horse and Mark Leishman. I really like Mark Leishman this year. So um, be on the lookout for him. I love it. And Masters, they start two the, days from now? The part three is tomorrow on ESPN. Um, the par three is back. So you don't want to win the par three though. The par three champion has never won the tournament. Um, but it's always really fun to watch. Be on the lookout for Charlie. He could be playing a few holes tomorrow on the par three. All right. Um, he's, he's there. So we'll see. Um, and then the tournament, um, starts on Thursday morning. Um, coverage Thursday and Friday is on ESPN. And coverage Saturday and Sunday is on CBS. Awesome. I love it. And I'm, I'm hoping my bookie will drop the odds to make cut because I do think Tyree's going to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to hammer that down, but we'll see. All right, Jake. I, I got one quick question. What? Who do you think, with all your golf knowledge, is going to shoot the worst this weekend? Ooh. I got the big Lyle. names. Sandy Lyle is like 80-something years old. He has no business being out there. But he's a Masters champion, so he comes back and plays every year. I was going to say Bernhard Langer. No, that's my boy. I love him. <laughs> In the pamphlet, it still says West Germany next to his name. Mm. I have it right here. It still says West Germany. <laughs> Here's the pamphlet. Give me spectator guy. Do you want me to read you the rules of golf as written by um let's see Bobby Jones and Cliff Roberts? Sure. 
Okay, no, it takes a long time. I'm not going to read them to you. Okay. <laughs> I'll send them to you guys. Give me Mike Weir for worst score this weekend. <laughs> Mike Weir. Just trying, like, you were just naming the most random Masters champions. Going with uh, Guido Mig- Migliozzi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do hey. want to give a shout out to uh, Matt's pick last year. Justin Rose. I think he could be a he's my dark horse. Mm, I did uh, not see him yesterday. He did not oh, make that's not good. Well, he had the I remember he led day one last year. He had a great he had a great score yeah, to open and, and he just kind of tanked. But but I think I think he could be one just to keep an eye on. I like it. All right. I, I was gonna ask Larry Mize. Who the hell is that? He won back in the day. I can tell you what year. Um, he won the Masters, I think, in the seventies or eighties. So he's another one that could be at the bottom. Um, okay. Larry. The real question is, like, how how awful you must feel that some of these old heads are ranked higher than uh, Harry Higgs. Larry yeah. Myers won in eighty seven, and Sandy Lyle won in eighty eight. Um, mm. I did see, um. Harry Higgs, he was playing with Justin Johnson yesterday. It looks like they should just been walk, walking around with like two six packs, right? <laughs> um, they skipped it across the water, and I was really afraid that if the if Harry Higgs' ball went across the water and into the cup on sixteen, that he would have taken off his shirt again. And I did not want to see that. Got to give the people what they want. Nobody it's wants provocative. That's, that is what actually performance looks like. <laughs> <laughs> They were also hey. playing with Charlotte's finest, uh, Harold Varner the Third. Mmm, Varner. All right, pub parlay, and we'll get the hell out of here. Come One on, day man. I'll label these things, but today's not the day. All right, pub parlay. Also, we had the Masters. We got some NHL, NBA action. Let's make some money. We got some footy action as well. We we're in a drought, and we need to change this drought ASAP. What do we got? Well, a lot to get excited for because opening day is Thursday. Oh yeah, and I I dropped the ball on you, Slate. So I do apologize. Fuck you. <laughs> Before we get too deep into these parlays, I have a really wonderful um, spud to stud, and it's myself. Because I crushed all of you, all of you in the NCAA pick'em. Because guess what? I took every single ACC team. Take that, Fitz. I know. Yeah, it, I, I really I out one of those things. Really had an egg on my face after that episode. <laughs> hey, not all of them made the Sweet Sixteen. Surprisingly, Virginia Tech ruined it for me. So I did Venmo you forty bucks. No, you didn't have to because we doubled down on. Uh, if you Venmo me, well, I need to send me twenty dollars back. I didn't see the Venmo. I'll yeah. I'll get it back because we uh what did we do? We doubled down. I thought um, we doubled down on the- I said I said no ACC teams would make it. You said all the ACC teams would make it. Um and then I think it was like a it was like a wash. I think that was how it worked. Yeah, all ACT ACC teams made it except for Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. I was real tempted though if Miami made the final four. I was like, I, I might just have to pay Jay Gray if three of the four were ACC. That would have been. <laughs> yeah, 
Yep. Or if there was an ACC champion, but ne- neither of those happened. So. Nope. Nope. All right. Sorry. I'm still the stud to spud. Or no, the spud to stud. All right. I respect that. Absolutely. You are. I crushed everyone. Classic Patriots slash Panthers fan. It's <laughs> 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 a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pope Parlay, Matt's going to take Tottenham this weekend. He's going to take the Hot Spurs to take a big win in a little London derby against Ashton Villa. What what day? That's going to be 4-9. So it's going to be, what, Saturday? Saturday. Yes. Saturday. But we can still make anything work because soccer, their odds are already in the book. So we're good. Oh. I'm going to take – a nice fourth or not four thirty twelve thirty a.m. Saturday night wake up, and I'm gonna take Verstappen to win the Australian Grand Grand Prix. Oh no, he's gonna do it. You don't found. Ugh. You don't sound confident there, Slate. I've been watching Formula One. I don't like Verstappen. You'll mm, you'll okay. grow to like him later. I'm on. I'm on. I've already basically finished season four. Oh. I really like <laughs> speeding through. <laughs> Actually, the Frenchmen are my favorites because they're so small and cute. I'm a, I'm a uh, Charles Charles. Le- I really can't cool. say I can't say I can't say how it looks Charles like Leclerc, Leclerc to me. Leclerc, Charles. Leclerc. So we have to do Saturday. You don't have to. Nope. But those matches are in the, my bookie, so we're good. I want to take a Minnesota team. Which I'm I'm going against my own my own thought process, but I'm Brewers. looking at I'm looking at the Twins taking on the Mariners on Saturday. They have them in their home opener, and they have them again at home on Saturday. And the Minnesota Wild are on the road against St. Louis Blues. I think there's some good odds for both of those. And you got the Kings on Sunday, and they're home against the Kings on Sunday. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I wish we could go. I would tell you that if you were going to go for the twins on Thursday to not go with them, but that's not correct. I looked at the wrong thing. Okay. I'm trying to look at probable pitch, pitchers. Yeah, here. and pitching is always a problem for Minnesota, so I don't know. Yeah, I wanted to take the Red Sox over the Yankees Saturday, but the pitcher is still not decided on. So okay. I I'll just say stay too early for baseball. That's that's my take. All right, um, I will go. Hacky, I'll listen to you. Let's go Sunday. Minnesota Wild. I love it. Against the Kings. The Kings are hot. So are the Wild. This is good West Conference, Western Conference NHL action. And I, I think the Wild can get it done at home. Oh, man. I was I was going to actually go with the Sox-Yankees game, but uh, that pitching matchup's a nightmare for both sides. The Thursday? So, yeah, Thursday is Cole versus Eovaldi. I don't like it. Mm. I don't either. That's a, uh, um. So I will go. You know, I want to. I want to back the home team. You know, let's go O's over the Rays uh, when John Means our ace is pitching on Friday. All right, we'll make it work. We got the Wild on Sunday, O's on Friday, but I'll try to find a way to make it work. We'll get it done. Uh, if it I'm doesn't take, work, let me know. I'm gonna take Leeds United to win Saturday. Against Watford, not not Wolverhampton. This is against Watford. I think they got enough juice in them to get it done. I'm gonna go footy action. You're going Leeds United over who? Watford. 
I thought you were betting against the Wolves. I was about to never bet against the Wolves. Uh, never, ever, never. Arr, arr, we're Wolf fans for life, baby. Hey, random question time. We ready? Sure. Anybody got one for us? Because Jager, usually you come equipped with this. Well, y'all did your Masters Champions dinner without me, and that was kind of rude. But you did that last year. <sighs> yeah, sorry. That's a good question. It was a good question. What's the worst possible Masters dinner you could come up with? <laughs> I, I kind of like it. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, what, so what are we doing? Appetizer, main course, and dessert. Dessert. Okay. This is actually kind of tough because I like a lot of food. And see, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking like a plausible, like, because you could, you could give like, just terrible food. Yeah, like, just a I'm yeah. trying to think of like what someone would be like people would be hyped for that you're like, this is ass. Like this is just the yeah. worst. Yeah. I'm gonna go oysters as my appetizer. Oh. <laughs> I already hate it. I love oysters. I love oysters too. I already I hate Parker's picks. <laughs> Main course, calzone with extra marinara sauce. Oh, now I get that. Okay. And then my dessert. Vanilla pudding. <laughs> oh shit! Top it. I was hoping you go with tapioca. Ah, oh, damn it! All right, that's how you top it. Oh damn it! <laughs> um, so for me, I have to go based on a little bit of dietary restrictions. Um, so dairy, dairy, and more dairy. <laughs> we're we're thinking like fondue, white pizza. With like extra white sauce and the biggest slice of cheesecake you can find. Mm -hmm. I washing it down with a big glass of milk. Yeah, I will be or milkshake, whatever. I would be sick for the next six days. That sounds awesome. (laughs) I'd be all about that. Oh, I'd still eat it, but I wouldn't be feeling well. Gosh, I may be divulging something that may get me kicked off out of America. Because everybody loves these, but I hate them. And it's not till the dessert. Fried green tomatoes appetizer. Just don't get the hype. I love them. I do too, Jay. I I mean, I really just think like any sort of sandwich would kind of just piss me off. As like, (laughs) like if that's my master's meal, I'm going to get kind of pissed. Here's a gourmet turkey sandwich. I get the shit at Lowe's Food. What do you want? Here, here's your some Dijon mustard. <laughs> but I really don't like chocolate chip cookies. I am so serious. I do not like chocolate. Like anytime that, that's, that is a d- dessert option, I I cannot stand it. Even like fresh homemade, fresh out the oven, just like ah, eh, fresh. I mean, and I and I don't know what it. I don't know if it's just like the little chocolate turds or whatever, but. <laughs> Like I like regular cookies. Like I, don't, I like sugar cookies, and I like I I even like uh, like macadamia cookies, but I cannot stand just regular chocolate chip cookies. I hate them. Mm. All right, I think I got mine. <laughs> Appetizer, calamari. Don't, I I I love shrimp, but I I like that's the worst version of shrimp. That's that not you can shrimp. Have. It's octopus. 
No, it's not. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why I don't. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking, hold on, hold on. Are you thinking like shrimp cocktail? No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Popcorn I'm shrimp. a dumbass. I'm trying to think what. <laughs> There's some like, oh, I'm thinking of tempura. That's what it is. <laughs> tempura, not, not, uh, not calamari. <laughs> All right, we'll put those both together. So the, the calamari tempura um, appetizer bar, that's just shit. Um, tempura is like my least favorite version of shrimp. And I and I learned that calamari is octopus. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. Um, the more you know. No wonder he doesn't like it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, my dinner, chicken alfredo or chicken parmesan. Uh, let's sit and heavy. again, I, I think... I, I like chicken. I like pasta. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of like the chicken pasta combination. It just yeah. seems seems a little weird for me. Okay, I'd I get be that. I'd be I really very I'd be very underwhelmed with a chicken pasta dinner dish. And then my dessert, raspberry cobbler. You know, not mm. not a big cobbler fan, but if you're gonna do cobbler, it's got to be peach. So if you do like a berry cobbler, I'll just throw in berry cobbler. Like it could be blueberry, raspberry. I was going to ask if that was like some sort of personal vindiction against raspberry cobbler because I've never personally even seen raspberry cobbler. So <laughs> I've never like, heard of it. No, we've it's had like, um, well, actually, so my when my grandpa lived in retirement home, we'd have dinner with him. They always had raspberry cobbler. That was probably what I was like, can we not like just one day just not do a cobbler? Like just have like. <laughs> That's probably where that comes from. Yeah. And okay. just people's appreciation for like a cobbler. I'm like, I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's very low on my dessert choice. Like a cheesecake. I, I would be hyped for some cheesecake. I get yeah. hyped for it too. It just makes me feel like shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Hey, wild show, sports show, interview show, educational show in Fitz's case here. Uh, I'm here for a wonderful episode 97. Episode 98 coming up with you next Tuesday. we got a special guest. Stay tuned to our social media for that one. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya. <laughs> and a bet go well. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like, I'm like, all, I'm all out of sorts. <laughs> Jay Gray, just staying quiet. I love it. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just man. I'm gonna have like a yes jam session after this. It's great. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, Yo, calamari. I don't know what he runs in the forty, but that man is quick. Yo, I'm, I fuck with the spiders, man. And just like, <laughs> yeah. How's the journey? Man, that that Asher September Robinson. is like one of the hottest athletes in the world. Who's money? <laughs> I was for that. Is that's the worst take? Exactly. That's a bad beat. Marco Jackson again. But it is what it is. Thomas off the right on second and ten. Safety valve pass and met in Dude the Dude can fly. What a pop by side Marco Jackson. He really can. He's like watching these highlights. Heavy rush. Brown throws and picked off at the 38-yard line by DeMarco Jackson. Ten seconds. Who assigned to him is getting a steal. I'm excited. I, really I, see, I see Bobby Wagner. That I was see that a lot. Yeah.